to Set Meals, a weekly food show about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Samuel Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. And we're back. If you're new to Set Meals, a food podcast led by the insatiable hunger of its hosts. A food podcast led by two friends that communicate almost exclusively through the medium of WhatsApp voice notes and grunts over buckets of fried chicken. Welcome! Welcome to our world, a world where you can sit, take in the atmosphere, sip on that Coke and order another bowl of tonkotsu ramen. A world where it's as much about the act of going out for dinner as the actual dinner itself. At its core, this podcast is the audio embodiment of our friendship and frankly, an excuse to go to dinner more. The foundations of a strong and stable friendship. Last week was rough. We got fully in the Christmas spirit. So much spirit. So much everything, to be honest. It's got the the post... Builders tea like film. Last week we jumped headfirst into our Christmas menu item guide that, for one reason or another, saw us end the day feeling full and frankly dreadful. Wasn't really one reason or another though, was it? It was because we'd eaten seven meals in four hours. Sam, it's not even remotely Christmas This week though, pulling away from the Christmas spirit, we're celebrating the thing that we celebrate the rest of the year. Chicken. Chicken. And due to um, restraints regarding time, the restaurant section this week is very much on the go, on the fly. No resting in that restaurant. Correct. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. At Set Meals Podcast. For visual cues, Taylor looking disgusted about KFC Christmas item menu things. Absolutely awful. Some really bad photos in that photo set. Let's get into the fucking show. Let's do it. Hi, Taylor. Good morning. Good morning to you. It is 9.45am on Wednesday, the 18th of December. I feel like I've been up for about, I was going to say three hours. That's how long, that's how been long I've been up for, yeah, about 10 up, hours. I woke up two voice notes from you today. Yeah, which is... Unlike you. Mm. It is. You were punchy this morning. You were yeah, up, man. out, atom. Yeah. Brisk outside, feeling good. Uh, what's happening? What's been... Have you gone over last week's absolutely abysmal feeling? Yes. Yeah. About this morning. Yeah, honestly. It took a long time. It took a long time. A lot of good feedback for that Christmas episode. Yeah, I heard... I so One person told me it was their favourite episode ever. And we are. And it was our least favourite to record. And that person was you. I went to Braun this week. Oh! Uh, much like you went to Braun last week. Last week, a week before last. Two weeks ago. Yes. Maybe three. Uh, I went to Braun and it, I had a very nice time. As did you. Off the back of my recommendation, off it the was back of your recommendation. Fantastic. Correct. <laughs> yeah, correct. Uh, very pleasant. Uh, we won't go into it too much detail, but it was a very enjoyable Sunday afternoon, uh, Negroni at midday, um, ahead of a Christmas party, and uh, I had the tiramisu that everyone raves about, and it was absolutely fantastic. Didn't know the entries though, did you? No, I didn't actually. People yeah. I was with didn't fancy them, didn't get them, will go back. You're a fool. I am a fool. And also, you get to sit by the kitchen. Did you go in the back room? No, we were in the front room. Uh, back room, little kitchen spot. The light mm. was streaming through the window. Mm. Really nice atmosphere in there. Cracked up a bottle of red. Staff was really good. Vibe was really good. Bill was very big. Very, very, very large bill. A week before Christmas. So, you know. Hey, it's December though. That's how we roll, baby. Mm-hmm. What have you been saying this week? I have done absolutely nothing of note food-wise this week. Mm. But the one thing... I say absolutely nothing. The one thing I did do was so of note that it overtook my lack of other stuff. Go on, hit Which me. is I cooked what I think is going to become my staple pasta dish. Big shout. Bon Appetit recipe. Classic. Mali uh, bars. Classic Mali bars. Mali bars. Uh, Who, what, are the, what are the names of, of, of Bon Appetit people? Chris. Uh, oh, Chris, Chris Morocco. Chris Morocco. And uh, Andy Baragani. Uh, like a weeknight pasta. Mm. Which is perfect for There's December. always space for one. There's always space for one. Using shop-bought tortellini. Mm. Which I always struggle with. Okay. So it's a staple in our house because it's just easy. Mm-hmm. But I never know what to do it with. I end up doing it with like a Lloyd Gross, but 
Do you know what I mean? That's poor. That it's is just, poor. It's just, but it's, yeah. it's, you have it when you can't be asked. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Anyway, I've I've hacked it. Go on. Right. All you do, all you're doing, you're buying, you're buying the most simple flavor filled tortellini you can. Mm-hmm. Ideally, just cheese. Mm-hmm. We had uh, ricotta mm-hmm. and spinach because it was as yeah as uh, neutral, neutral as possible. Mm-hmm. Melt melt loads of butter in the pan. That sounds like an unlikely uh, way to start, but yeah, go on. With 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 like five cloves of garlic, mm-hmm. class. Uh, walnuts. Put walnuts in there and just toast, just like toast them off. Very festive. And all the butter goes like brown. Are walnuts festive. Yeah, yeah. All the butter goes brown, mm-hmm. and it like makes this sort of like nutty, burnt butter thing. Chuck a load of sage in. Mm. Crisp up the sage. Put the put the pasta it. You cook pasta for like two minutes. Put it in. Put it all together. That is it. That's Get it. Get parmesan. That is a and hack. It is absolutely amazing. That is a hack. I mean, it's mainly just melted butter, but it's yeah. But that's oh, that's sick. why it's amazing. I've already decided I'm going to cook it for my family on Christmas Eve. Nice. The sort of the millennial approach to a, a, a pre-Christmas dinner. Mm. It's like, oh, I'm cultured. I'm a bit Italian. I live in the big city. I'm trying things. I've, I've got the internet. Yeah. I found a recipe. Nice. It's made me decide that in the new year, I'm going to get fully into pasta. Mm. Oh, making your own? Making my own. Buying a, little fully... pa- buying a little pasta maker thing? Yeah. I like that. I'm going to go Amazon post-Christmas sale. Yes. Buy a pasta maker. Nice. Buy all the shit. And I'm, that's going to be my thing. Mm. Actually, this week is all about new things for me in the new year. Okay. Because my other new thing that I've decided mm-hmm. I'm going to get into is buffalo wings. I said maybe last week or the week before that I've always been the sort of person that can like give everything a go, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not an expert at anything. Yeah, you're a jack of all trades, much like me. There is nothing... I've never been like an obsessive person and I've never had like one hobby or like mm-hmm. something that I'm really into. And yeah, I, yeah. I sort of try and some stuff and think... Next year, I've decided it's going to be my year of getting really into shit. Nice. And I think my first thing is buffalo wings. Is that allowed? Uh, yeah. Uh, although, getting into pasta, I think, is easier only because you have quite a small flat. And I feel like buffalo wings are quite hard to nail when there's a lot of oil and a lot of high temperature oil and there's a small flat. I don't necessarily who's been cooking them, though. Oh. Trying them. Sampling. Oh, fine. Finding out about oh, them. A bit of history. Doable. I've actually got a bit of history for you today. Do Great. Do More than manageable then. Why buffalo wings? Because they're the tastiest thing in the world. They, I will agree with you that they are, when I was in the States a few weeks ago, buffalo wings at a bar with a cold beer in like a dive bar. Honestly, one of the biggest, most satisfying things you can eat. In that environment, amazing. There's nothing like that here. They only serve like you have like having a sausage roll or like a scotch egg is not the same at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think what I don't like about it here, <clears throat> I'm going to give you some history in a second because I've done some research. Go on. But what I don't like Go about on, it Taylor, here, bringing it for the pod this I've week. Act- I've actually contributed this week. I like that. I like that. Here, they, you have like street food places that do like wings and they do all different like all the different things and buffalo is like the top the top menu option mm-hmm. so people like skip past it because everyone's like oh don't want buffalo I'm yeah. gonna have the mm-hmm. Louisiana shack cherry yeah. Yeah. roasted or like the honey, honey and soy barbecue button, whatever yeah. yeah but I've decided that I'm gonna, if whenever now from now on whenever I see a wing spot mm-hmm. if there's buffalo on the menu I'm getting some give me some give me some history okay give me some history uh, give me some background baby because I don't know nothing about them no I've never really I've never really understood what buffalo like i know buffalo is mm-hmm. but i never really knew what yeah and i always thought it was like a southern thing but buffalo's in new york mm-hmm. 
there, it's one of those things where there's a few different stories as ha- to how they originated, obviously, a bit like the espresso all the, martini. All the best food. But there seems to be one story that is generally uh, considered as accepted, which is that it was invented by Teresa Bellissimo. Nice. There's the Italian accent we got ridiculed for a few weeks ago, but go on. I'm, I'm, Give me uh, one more. There will be more. more. Teresa Bellissimo. Good. At the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York in 1964. They're not that old. They're not that old. Uh, Barack Obama is famously older than a buffalo wing. Wow, okay. Not a specific wing. There isn't a wing that's it's, it's been around. around. Since 60- I mean, there probably is. I haven't been in a horrible uh, museum somewhere. So that's the that's the general... I mean, there's a few theories, but I'm not going to go but into what, them. Did, did, they create the, did they create the recipe? So, apparently what happened was... There's four main conspiracies. You love conspiracies. There's four main ones. Three of them are that it was invented by this woman, just their family arguing about how she did it. The Bellissimo's, big Italian family, mm-hmm. and they can't, they can't agree on how it was. Her story is basically that one day uh, there was a delivery that was supposed to be uh, chicken necks. Right, okay. That's a normal thing. Delicious. Yeah. For their pasta. Right. Chicken neck pasta. Uh, and it didn't turn, instead of necks turned up, wings turned up. So she improvised and... Basically, melted a load of butter, put some cayenne pepper and some vinegar, and that was that was it. She I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If Nonna had, had cracked open some cayenne pepper, some butter, and some vinegar on my pasta with some chicken necks, I ain't touching that. No, but that, that sounds but, vile. But she, that's apparently she just that sounds like a bad. That sounds like a bad truth. Yeah, but this this is supposedly the truth, and also. The whole blue cheese and celery thing, yes. apparently, yeah. is just what she had in the kitchen. It's got nothing really? to do. It's got nothing to do with like flavor. I mean, I guess it's cooling with the chili. But apparently, she just uh, she stumbled onto a yeah. winner. Just while while a I'm winger. here on this good, while I'm here on this page, anyone that doesn't really know exactly what a buffalo wing is, you know, someone like my mum. It's basically a chicken wing that's not been breaded. It's just been deep fried. And then they smother it in a sauce which is made up of cayenne pepper, hot sauces of varying varieties, Franks. which is where the yeah, which is where the the uh, uh, lot of variation comes in, mm-hmm. uh, and melted butter. The, so so ninety ninety. This is a timeline for you. Invented in sixty four. Mm-hmm. Just they're sort of around in sports bars for you know basically twenty twenty five years, mm-hmm. and then they start getting big uh, with places like Buffalo Wild Wings, yeah, which was founded in eighty two, yeah, uh, and then Pizza Hut and Domino's and stuff start adding. Buffalo wings to their nice. menu. Then ninety three comes along, year of my birth, mm-hmm. and they decided for me to invent uh, uh, wing competitions. Okay, which is wing the wing bowl eating contest in Philadelphia was the wow. first one, uh, which is now uh, quote the most prestigious competitive eating circuit event for wings. Christ! All right, so wings have been about for time. Yeah, they've done the, they've done the, what happens between that point and now though? Uh, Generally, not a lot. No, they. Th- th- I couldn't. I couldn't find too much about them making their way across the globe. I think. I think buffalo wings is quite a hard sell in the in the modern you know modern age of sort of wellness and and well being and all that sort of stuff. It's quite a hard food to sell in, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think with the with the prevalence of uh, fake meats and chicken mm-hmm. and stuff, I think that it will continue to decline. Yeah, proper wings. I disagree heavily with cauliflower wings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just don't call them wings. They're not wings, are they? Just... I, I don't disagree with the concept, just don't call them wings. Yeah, I agree. I Cauliflowers agree. don't have wings. Okay, so off the back of this, we were thinking about our favourite wings in town. Yes. You're always an avid lover of the beer and burger wings. I like a beer and burger wing. Uh, a soul... They're called soul wings? Well, beer that's... Yeah, it's one of them. buffalo but... and there's soul. Yeah, see, I don't love the buffalo wings and beer and burger that much, but I do like the soul ones. The soul are like a soy, sesame kind of honey glaze. Like a sweet, sticky guy, aren't they? Um, but they do vary heavily in how they give them to you because they are sometimes... When you get them on Deliveroo, they go a bit runny sometimes and they overcook the wings slightly. But they're fucking unreal. They're delicious. Especially when you're a bit pissed. Fantastic. So the wing spots. Basically, this, this 
<coughs> this all came about, this whole subject, because there's a new place around the corner from my flat called Peck Peck, yeah. which is uh, the chicken branch of a fish and chip chain in London called Sutton and Sons, which is like well-established, excellent fish and chips. It's, it's really some of the only good fish and chips you can get in mm-hmm. London, I think, personally. Mm-hmm. Agree. Uh, anyone that disagrees... Let us know. But they've just opened a chicken place called Peck Peck and they do some buffalo wings that are so vinegary that honestly they knock your socks off. You know, you know when you eat a really salt and vinegary crisp and it makes your face mm. do that? They like that in a good way. Yeah, sick. Ness, uh, but I, I basically had to take the bin out like hmm. immediately after I'd put the <laughs> leftover thing in the recycling because it smelled so vinegary. Like we were sat on the sofa and it was like, ah, I just had a wing that was so vinegary. I've had to take the bin outside immediately afterwards. The other thing about wings is that they're supposed to be snapped in half, so mm-hmm. it looks like a mini drumstick yeah. rather than, you know, like a wing shape. This is what I don't like about beer and burger, beer and burger wings is that they include all the different parts of the wing. Yeah, I agree but apparently that. in the States, it's supposed to just be the drumstick looking part of the wing. Which you, is say, you say that though, but when I was in New York, our good friend uh, Alexis, I was eating a, eating a buffalo wing actually the first time I ever met him. Oh, yeah. And um, he ridiculed me for not breaking it in heart you know the two bones yeah and then just breaking it and then eating them singly because i was kind of like <laughs> tonguing the the middle bit mind the phrase and um trying to get all the meat out and he was like dude what the fuck are you doing crack it open get them individually do you ever suddenly become really aware of how you're eating something yes do you know when you're eating a sandwich and and you can't bite the thing off and it's just like sucking all the stuff out the middle of the sandwich and you're sort of <laughs> <laughs> that is disgusting. That sounded disgusting. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know and, and then and then you make eye contact with someone that you're sat with, and you're like, oh, oh god. god, yeah, yeah. Just just to sum up those, Peck Peck, really really good buffalo wings. I'm going to go to Peck Peck for maybe, me, maybe tonight or tomorrow. For me, absolutely delicious. And frankly, I've now just, I've now classed wings as guilt free because it's just chicken in it. Oh, here we go. You're There's no get... butter. There we are. It, it ju- it's just <laughs> chicken. Also, how bad is butter for you? Really? It's just, but yeah, it's fine. Good. It's good for you. Um and. I actually then the next day ordered some beer and burger wings. I was working late and I had some bit of buffalo wings and I agree with you, they're overcooked, they're a little bit dry and mm. frankly, and you know I love beer and burger, I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, it's a shame. Polarisingly, you got to try the smoking goat wings finally. Yeah, I did. We did it, what did you think? I absolutely loved them. Yeah. Again, very different wing. Very, oh, it's a very different wing experience. Uh, it's sort of like a sweet fish sauce, chilli fish sauce kind of... Marinade? Sorry, I couldn't find the yeah, word marinade. It's not though. a glaze, is it? It's like a... Deep fried, load of batter, really crispy. Very sweet, but very hot as well. Big wing. Also a huge wing. Massive wing. I want to see the chicken this wing has come from. That was the one thing, actually, that I was quite shocked by when we went back, because I don't remember them being that big. Because mm. I hadn't had them for a, a good while uh, before that, and I couldn't believe how big they were. It's like if you had a wing. And we chopped it off. True. That's how big it was. Honestly, it was absolutely vast. Uh, very enjoyable wing. Very, very good. Very satisfying. Perfect for the. They are fit for purpose, which, and the purpose of them is to soak up alcohol. Mm. Very much so. In that setting, good flavour. I really like. Um, it's almost like a the, the the batter on them is like almost like treacly. Mm. Is it is it even batter or is it just the way the know. skin is deep is deep fried? No, it's batter. But it's like it's because it's because it's so sweet. Mm. It's like um. It's almost like like you're snapping it off like it's like back of a pastry or something. It's mm. like got that sickly knit. Oh, it was, it was really good. Thanks. Thank Finally answered the question. Where are the wings? <laughs> Inside me. <laughs> Your voice is so husky. I'm fucked. <laughs> We're living in a post a post goat world. Uh, 
You're winged. Plus. You've checked it. You've done it. We've done it. We've completed it. Pod's over. The pod is over. We've it's completed finished. it. It's See finished. you later. Delicious. Real good. Uh, and back to the original. We went to we went to Wingstop. We actually got sent some Wingstop vouchers. Basically, off of the back of our. Uh, Excellent food chat. We got sent some Wingstop vouchers from the lovely people at Wingstop. And uh, one opened down the road from us. So we thought, what better week to go? The smell of marijuana. Dalston Kingsland is absolutely, is pungent. It is pungent. Wingstop is big in America. Well, this is it. I don't really know how big Wingstop is because it kind of like, it, one of the, it's one of those American brands that comes over to London and you think, oh, this must be massive. And I'm like, well, I've never actually, now I think about it, I've never actually heard about you before. I think Rick Ross does have some involvement in it. I'm almost certain because I, I feel like when it came over, Wahlberger also came over to London not far after it. Ah. And it was funny that like two of these like really kind of weird chains had come over and they were backed by celebrities. So Wingstop is this like ultra trend. It's so trendy. Very streetwear. If you it? could imagine uh, a, a wing place opening for the one single pure reason to like cater streetwear parties, mm. Wingstop is like that company. Even the, the font is the same as the Nike font. Yeah, which I don't understand how they've got away with. All I can see is the Nike font. And I don't know why they've gone for it. Uh, it's very bizarre. They, op- they opened one on Shaftesbury Avenue like last year, and they've just opened the second one in Dalston. Very different areas. Mm. And uh, we went down, saw what was happening, uh, ordered our... What do we order? Not cl- the classic, guys. The classic buffalo wings. Yeah. Uh, we'll get eight for buffalo. Yeah, eight and, wings. Uh, eight wings, and then... We'll go boneless on the Louisiana rub. Boneless... Louisiana barbecue rub bites. Yes. I, I don't like a boneless chicken product. Generally, nor do, I, don't know, I don't dislike it, but I prefer on the bone. It makes me feel a bit a bit wrong, because I'm like, what process has that gone through mm. to do that? It's just a bit weird, isn't it? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm already eating shit. I don't need it to be like more processed. Best bit, got gloves. There's not a lot of restaurants you go to where you get given a uniform to eat it. I got your uniform. I I I underplayed how satisfied I was going to be with gloves on at a post meal. It was so good. Um, talk to me about the woman next to you eating her chips with a fork, regardless of wearing gloves. No, not eating her chips with a fork. Eating wings with a fork. Eating a wing with a fork. Oh, Sam. That's why I was chip. astounded. The lady next to us eating wings with a fork. It's time to leave. She's got a fork. They give you gloves. They give you gloves. She picks it up with a fork. I mean, I mean that, that's ridiculous. I was actually quite impressed. Yeah, they went bad. They, it wasn't bad at all. That also, also at all. The, the smell of like the extractor fans and everything must just pump out the, the smell into mm. the, the front entrance because when you walk up Kingsland Road, you can very much smell that chicken shop grease smell on the street. It's like a chunk of the street just stinks and that does, it is a bit off-putting. The smell, much like the smell of marijuana on Kingsland Road, is intensely strong. Uh, it's... It's that sort of chip fat smell. Obviously, chicken fat, oil, whatever you cook deep-fried chicken in, whatever oil that is. I'm guessing something like canola oil or peanut oil. Who knows? Maybe I'll fact-check that. No, he's told me what he wants, so I've got it. Uh, One smoked salmon and cream cheese bagel. (laughs) 
And then... Can I do an egg and cheese? Egg and cheese, yes, please. Right, restaurant section this week. Is sort it? of. It's not, is it, really? <laughs> yeah, sort of. Um, Sometimes we forget we have this podcast, and yeah. then it gets to Wednesday and we think, shit. Oh, no. Right, so Bagel Bake, this morning, you were up. We've already noted how bright and sprightly you were this morning. I was up and ready to go. I had to drop a little bit of uh, bits and bobbers back to a, for, to a hire company. You did the, the God's work and went to Bagel Bake. So I got three bagels. Right. What'd you get? I got salt beef. Did you really? Because. Fucking hell. When you see it. 9.24 a.m. When you see it. Well, when I ordered it, it was 8.24 a.m. Uh, you can't resist it, can you? The problem is now I've left it and it's starting to get a bit thing. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to have that in a minute. I might save it for my lunch. I can see the, the mustard oozing. Yeah, oh, the grease on it is absolutely insane. The last time I went was probably about six weeks ago. On a Saturday lunchtime. And the queue was out the door and about 50 yards up the street. Mm. So I actually went to the one next door. Which there is called? Are two next to that, which is called Bagel Shop. Okay. I think the full name is Britain's First and Best Bagel Shop. Not as good a name. Bagel Bake, which is the red, white and blue branded one mm-hmm. on the right hand side of that one as you look at it, uh, which is famously open 24 hours, seven days a week. Um, one of the very rare 24 hour food joints. Well, that's the thing. It was quite early this morning mm-hmm. and in the winter, a lot of the sort of trendier to use that mm-hmm. word. Yeah. Coffee yes. shops don't open until about eight. They don't open at all early. A lot uh, of them don't open until nine. Yeah. Jolene on Newton Green doesn't open until 10 through the week. 10 a.m. for a bakery. Miserable, really. Pathetic. So it was early and we had shit to do. We had to get here. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like a good option. Yeah, definitely. The vibe uh, in Bagel Bake that early is very satisfying, I think. It was so chill. You're like, considering you're be- the last the time I went, the queue was so many people yeah. and it's just like loads of people taking photos and went in there. There wasn't a single soul in there. No. Bagel Bake is like a, um, a very old East London institution and it's like white tiled... Big mirror down the left hand side, counter down the right hand side. The bakery is right, like in the it's in the back. Basically, you can see everyone prepping everything and sorting everything out and be, bringing like big pallets of bagels through, etc. Yeah, they supply bagels to a lot of places yeah. that don't just do their own selling. Yeah, and then you've got a few staff members running up and down the kind of you know behind the counter or whatever. Um, usually hectic when there's loads of people in there. Mm-hmm. I do imagine though it is quite calming. It, it like, was it was very chill before yeah. eight o'clock. How about the staff? Oh, you got something in the oven? Huh? You got something in the oven? Uh, no, I'm just waiting for a friend to let me know. Oh, not a problem, not a problem, not a problem. I was expecting them to be completely aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, because all I guess, the best places are. I, and I guess, to be honest, when you're dealing with 500 tourists, it's just in and out, you know? Yeah, 100%. When, when your items are £1.60 a pop, you, it's all about turnover. But actually, she was very pleasant. Mm, nice. The lady was so Irish that it took me three interactions to work out what accent she even had <laughs> to then try and process that okay. into the... It, it was uh, it was very pleasing. Yeah, just have your table in comes. So, 
Thank you. Great, thanks. You got a milky tea, I right, know. So I got a milky tea. I mean, again, it took me about three goes to explain to her that I just wanted a tea while I waited for you to let me know what you wanted. Okay. Uh, stood in a milky tea and just observed them in action. Did you do the the classic standing back to counter, looking into the mirror at everything happening and like having the sort of... It's almost like the geist of the mirror that you can just look, look yeah. around and have free reign. Absolutely. Satisfying, isn't it? Uh, there was one point where, and talk about the staff being, they were they were passive. Mm-hmm. I'll put it like that. Okay, they were just they were doing their thing. they were doing their thing, and and nobody that came in really seemed to exist because there was one point where the amount of time between these two people coming in and her turning around to take that well, she she saw them when they came in, and this is how long the pause was. <laughs> They just don't give a shit. They do not give a shit. And I love it. We've got the bagels in front of us. Um, I'm sorry, but the pick of the bunch in terms of terrible is the, is the cheese and egg. It looks terrible. It's really not what I was expecting. I'm happy I got the salt beef now. The smoke, I mean, to be honest, the smoked salmon one looks looking pretty dry as well. Should we eat them in the car? Do you want to eat them? Um... Let's have the egg and cheese one in the car because I feel like that's the one I'm least have looking forward and to. And leave it in the car? Yes. <laughs> egg and cheese looks terrible. How much did that cost you? Oh, three quid? Egg and cheese was 160. Oh, I mean, no, that no, is... No, two, 210, 210. All right. I mean, even then, pretty cheap, isn't it? That's, that's sort of um, industrial estate, outside Stockport kind of prices, you know? The egg is grey. We've got a grey egg. We've got a, we've got a bagel. All bagels look dry. Best ones aren't dry. How is it? Do you want to buy it? Yeah, go on, you do first. The thing is, I want to get some egg and cheese, but I need to, like... Let it fall. Okay. <laughs> Good humble listener. When you think of a cheese and egg sandwich, bagel, breakfast sandwich, whatever you want to call it, you're thinking, well, I'm thinking, folded scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. like the neat guys, mm-hmm. like not the like super fluffy guys, but like the neat fold, loads of butter, delicious, right? It was a melted like craft single, American cheese. Mm-hmm. Get that on top, right? What we've actually got in front of us is two hard boiled eggs, Thinly sliced up. Do you remember those egg slices you used to get? You still get them. Little plastic beds with, the, with, with the wires that cut through them. Amazing. And then two thick slices of cheddar cheese on a buttered bagel. It is honestly the most... It's, it's Tory Britain. Even, <laughs> even if you are the worst person in the kitchen and you're mm-hmm. one of those people that says, oh, no, I'm terrible in the kitchen, I don't think you could make something as bad as that. Smoked salmon and cream cheese. A classic. An absolute staple. An absolute classic. Uh, my fate... Honestly, at the moment... Post New York, my favourite breakfast item. I mean, the bagel is a thick guy. They are thick and they are dry. Mate, it's a dry bag. It's not a bad bagel. It's not blowing my mind, I must admit. No, but it's much better than the egg and cheese. I mean, it's in a different league than the egg and cheese, correct. Uh, final bagel? What have we gone for? I'll tell you what, I'm really enjoying the salmon, actually. Yeah, okay. You asked me not to get a... You said don't get a salt beef because you're not sure you could handle it in the morning. Yes. Got one anyway. Yeah. It was between that and chopped herring. It is such a big bagel. And frankly, with the potluck that it ended up being of the egg and cheese being so bad, I'm happy we got this one because at least it's edible. They piled the salt beef in. Yeah. It's oh, full- there's a lot in there. So just for, for context, the most of the bagels in the shop that have kind of one item on or, uh, you know, smoked salmon and cream cheese, for example, mm-hmm. they're all like less than £2.50. Right. Some of them are like, one pound forty. A plain nice. one is just forty p. Nice. Like 
super cheap. The salt beef is four pounds seventy. So still it's, cheap. It's still very cheap, but it's like it's it, it's more of a primo primo item. Yeah, I think if you were going to get any of the others for yourself, you'd get two probably. Okay. Whereas for the yeah, the salt beef is packed. Uh, I think beef. the others are probably respect like reflective of the time of day. Like a, a salmon and cream cheese and a cup of tea in there is probably sub four quid. Yes, it would be. Yeah, and that's like three pounds. That's a good breakfast vibe. That mm. three twenty for a breakfast in East London now cheap at whatever time you want as exactly. well. Exactly, and salt beef. Like that's that's a good lunch vibe because it's, it's definitely a lunchy item. Yeah, but it's definitely not a buy in the morning and keep for your lunch. Because no, it looks terrible. It's been out for about an hour and it's doesn't look good. Is it? No. A lot of beef in it. That. Who's going first? You go first. How are you attacking that? That's the thing. How are you attacking that? He's looking at it. He's he's rotating it. This is too. I it's so beefy, man. I want some pickle. I am grateful that it's now nearly ten thirty because. Tell you what, it is good. Yeah. Now it feels acceptable to eat that. At 8 a.m., I don't think I could have stomached it. Oh, it's delicious. It's so good. It feels dirty, but not that dirty in a really weird way. It looks so much dirtier than it actually is. Very satisfying. Good, like, value lunch option, East London. Do you know when salt beef just kind of melts away in your mouth? No, honestly. Doesn't feel stodgy, doesn't feel heavy, doesn't feel dirty, not that greasy. It also uses the bagel better because I feel like the bagel is quite thick. And with the salt, with that volume of salt beef in it, just kind of takes away from that a little bit. Very yeah, I enjoyable. Mm. I think most people generally, if they've heard of Bagel Bake, which I think most people probably will have, if you're going to go there, that's what you're going for. Yeah. And I think this is testament to just stick to what they're famous for. Yeah. Uh, if you go, get the salmon and cream cheese or get the salt beef. Yeah, do Don't not. stray away from any either of those. Nah, do not get the, the egg and do not get the egg and cheese. They did have some like peanut butter and Nutella ones. Nah, I don't want that. But but frankly, I don't... No. For me, the bagels aren't good enough to mm. justify just having that on it. Nah, I agree with that. I agree. Bagel Bake! East London! Done it. Nailed it. Completely. You've done it. You've experienced it. I've been before. I haven't experienced it with you. Maybe we'll have to go back. Okay, we're not going to be back next week because we'll be Christmassing. Christmassing indeed. Much like most of you. Um, so if you if you want to go back and listen to episodes, old episodes, tell your family about it, tell your friends about it, etc, 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 please do that. It's absolutely fantastic Christmas lunch chat. Unbelievable chat. Really, really, in the background if anything. Get turn it on. Turn the Christmas music off. Turn the Queen's speech down. Turn set meals up. Turn the set meals speech up. We will be recording stuff over Christmas, but we don't know what to do with the content just yet. It's almost like we have no idea what we're no doing. No idea. Uh, thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for a solid set meals a year. Uh, we'll be back shortly. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favourite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. Abuse of Power is a new podcast that examines the ways the United States legal system has been used to take advantage of the very people that it's supposed to protect. I've been incarcerated in 31 years for a homicide and robbery I did not commit. He said, I know that you're lying and you just need to confess. I wondered how the hell did I get in this situation? The state does not want to admit that they executed an innocent man. Subscribe to Abuse of Power on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts.